Hey guys, welcome back to the show, Get This Cake Podcast with your host, Janelle Clark. So this week, we have another guest. I'm so honored to have her on the show. It is my new roommate, Selma. And this is long overdue. Like, she should have been on the show a long time ago. How are you, sis? I'm good, girl. Thanks so much for inviting me. Uh, I'll just introduce myself really quickly for your guests. So my name is Selma. Um, I'm a creative, so I do acting. I'm a poet as well. I also sing and songwrite, so just a little bit about moi. Um, And I'm really excited to be on Janelle's podcast. So thank you, girl. Thank you for coming to our own kitchen table. She's right. I'm always here eating. <laughs> uh, um, but like literally like we have such opposite schedules and when she's home, I'm like literally getting ready to jet back out and it's it's been a whirlwind. Like it's been non-fucking stop. I feel like like I'm really happy we're sitting down to do this episode because we just don't ever get to hang out anymore. Yeah, I agree. I'm a more of a, like a nine to five daytime girl and Janelle, quite honestly, I would say she's a nighttime girl, but I think she works pretty much around the clock. Like when I'm heading to bed, she's out working. And when I wake up, she's still working. So (laughs) kudos to you, girl, because I could never. I like my sleep and my relaxation and my rest, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. I'm like, you know what? This week is my last week for like school. I have my exam on Friday, but after that, I'm like hoping to have some fucking time to breathe. Um, Selma moved in here in August and it has been like just so refreshing to have another girl here. And like, I just need to say like, I appreciate her so much. I appreciate you too, girl. Janelle has been like a sister to me. I honestly, I refer to her as my big sis. Like, she gives me advice, she gives me pointers, like, I look up to her. So, I'm just so grateful to have made, like, a new family member. And honestly, if she wanted to live forever with me, I would actually be okay with that. But I don't know how long or if that's realistic. But, yeah, girl, love you. Love you, too. Here, cheers. Cheers at that. Cheers at that. So, like... This is actually okay. So this is this is so cool. Like I have a younger brother, um, so I never really had experience ever actually also living with like another African girl, and it's been so refreshing. And finally, someone I can like relate to. Right. Like I've lived with like a lot of white women before. Like you've had roommates before as well, right? Have you ever lived with like another African girl before? Um, I have lived with other African women. I think it really depends. I think it's different for me because, yes, I'm African background speaking, but at the end of the day, I was born and raised in Canada. So Janelle's also pretty much the same. Her background is African, but she is a Canadian woman. So I think that just enhances the level of understanding that we share, right? Mm -hmm. It's not easy to relate to somebody who's like born and bred in Africa because, you know, the upbringing was different. The way people communicate is different. Like I could look Janelle in the eye and tell her exactly what's on my mind. But for somebody who's like, you know, from back home, they might take that as disrespect, even though you're just trying to voice your opinion or whatever. So I think that, yeah, as far as like all my roommate experiences go, it goes or have went, 
it's really nice to have somebody that really does come from a similar walk of life. And to be honest, as far as like the roommate search goes, Janelle knows like she was one of the first places that I checked out and I'm pretty sure I'm one of the first people that she interviewed for her place. So God just has a funny way of working things out and now I'm on her podcast. So look at that guys. I'm not religious, but God is good. God is good. God is good. <laughs> Yeah, no, literally, like, I was so stressed because I really, like, I wanted a girl that I could relate to. I wanted a girl that, like, was mature. I wanted someone that was, like, that could be, like, you know, potentially family and, like, someone that would, like, appreciate the space that we that we live in as much as I do. And I posted the ad on Kijiji and Selma was the first one. Literally, I swear, wallah. She was the first one to respond to my Kijiji ad and um, we switched up on the time to meet and I was like, wait, that's something I would do. And then first, like the first one to view the apartment and I took down the ad instantly right after she left. Like she walked in and like just owned the space and her energy was just like, yes you belong here okay this is like this is who i need to live with and so yeah so i'm really thankful for her she's on the show um but one thing like we like have connected on and one thing that has we have in common as we've gotten to know each other over the past couple months is you know how it is to like date as black women African women and women with body and women with curves. And I've talked about it before on, I'm pretty sure on season three with another Somalian girl actually, May, showed up to May. Um, but I want to like really get into something because like, I don't know about you, but like I've always, it doesn't matter how small or how big I am, I have always had ass and tits, period. Yeah, I mean, I got ass. I don't know about tits, but <laughs> same difference, close enough. We're both thick, thick, as the word goes, like as it's understood. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, always had this ass since I was a little girl. It didn't, I never grew into it. Like, it grew into me, if that makes sense, because I was actually nine years old. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like, at the time, I fucking hated it because mm. I was made fun of to mm. no end, and I just wanted that shit gone. Like, I was out here, like, you know, not feeding myself, mm. working out a lot, et cetera, et cetera, just because the standard of beauty at that time, uh, very different. Like, you would hear things like, does my ass look like big in this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you would try yeah. to minimize those features because at the time the standard of beauty was very much crackhead, heroin. But let me not be rude, child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Like you get it. Cause you also grew up here like in Toronto, like in a, you know, a North American country where like you're going to school with prominently like white girls, right? Like yeah. you get it. Um, and we don't have a prominently white structured bodies we don't we don't and like and that was the thing like that goes back to like how it was like it put so much comfort to me to be able to finally live with another grown woman who understood right. that mm -hmm. um and like I you know I've mentioned this before on the show like I remember the first time 
I discovered Chloré. And I cried. Mm -hmm. I called my family in tears because there was never, like, growing up, there was none of that shit available to me. Right? Um, But let's talk about the word thick. Okay. So we are grow. We grew up on the era of like the Kardashians, and they have been like they're always in the media. They're like in the media now. There's rumors that they removed their BBLs. I think so. I think so. Kim, Chloe, that ass does not look the same. It was giving diaper before. Now it's giving. Okay, you know she works out, but definitely I think I, I would agree with that rumor. Yeah, I saw photos and it's looking small. It's looking a lot smaller. And you know, Kylie publicly said she removed her lip fillers. So what? Yeah. No way. Yeah. And her lips did get smaller. So it looks like they're reverting to a more, I want to say white standard of beauty and like diminishing, you know, they're over-exaggerated, voluptuous, which is based on black women. Right. So where does it go for like from here for us black women that still have these features and they're going out of style? Mm. Like, do we just go out of fashion as well? Like, how does that work? Well, I mean, they love taking stuff from us and making it fashion. And and that was the thing. Like growing up, I remember being in high school and like really like, you know, going through puberty and shit. And that's when Kylie came up with her like her lip kit and like whatnot and like we would see the media of like these celebrities not just the kardashians but a lot of celebrities were really making the the thick with triple c's the look and i had a moment you know when i was younger i was a lot thinner i was a lot skinnier but i always still had a butt and i still had tits and so for me i was like oh wait a second my body's in you know, not even cluing in that they stole what I already had and made it fashion. Right. But in my mind, I was naive and I was like, oh my God, I have the body that girls pay thousands of dollars for. This right. is cool. Right. And coming into adulthood, I've, you know, your body shifts, your body changes. And I've gained weight. Mm-hmm. I've gained weight. I'm no longer as thin as I was, still keeping the figure of, you know, right. big like ass. Slim, thick. Slim, thick. Yeah. And now I've always... I don't know if it's my insecurity, but I've now, when I'm in situations like group situations with other girls, I'm known as like the thick one. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to not feel like a compliment. Okay. Have you ever really been in a situation? Because like you have a great ass. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just okay. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but like, have you been in a situation like with your friends where you were like considered like the thick one yeah of course and a lot of girls would be like oh Salma like what's your workout routine oh can I touch it and then they'd squeeze a little bit too hard and recently I got invited to a birthday party um it was at the CN Tower it was one of my friends and she invited her friends along which I'm not friends with and but I've met on different occasions and at one point I went to the bathroom and as I was getting up to leave uh, one of her friends was like, oh, I forgot you had all that ass, but like in the most condescending way ever. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, girl, your butt's so great. You know what I mean? Like as a friendly compliment, it was just like, oh, and a kind of like disgusted voice. You know what I mean? So I feel like as far as like my friends are concerned, as other women are concerned, yeah, it starts to be like, you know, if I just didn't have that like this curvature would I you know would life be a bit more smoother I wouldn't get such 
weird vibes and weird energy from other women or even people that I would consider friends of mine. So, so yeah, it's not easy. Sometimes I'm like, if I was just skinny, would I have an easier time? Just, you know, I'd blend in better. You know, guys would actually care to get to know me for who I am and not just because they're trying to get behind me, mm-hmm. which I'm sure are things that you can relate to. 100%. I fucking do. And I'm tired yeah. of it. Yeah. I like, so, so Selma's a Leo. She's really confident. What <laughs> yeah. a big purr. Um, and I like, I always, even though like we have like a big sister, little sister dynamic, like I do go to you when I need like a confidence boost. I do. I do. That's what Leos are here for. Like, we will hype you up. That's our job and we do it well. Period. But when that girl said that to you, did it did it make you like feel some type of way? Have you ever had a moment where anyone has yeah. said something to you that where you're like, hold up one second. Right. This is something I was never ever insecure about and now you just made me feel some type of way. Well, I wouldn't have taken it as bad as I did, but she was already followed, like it was followed up by comments that she made earlier that I thought were also very strange. So she's from Cameroon, she's West African. So she was already conversing with me about how she feels West African men treat her and how like as an East African woman, I get treated better just on that basis, like of my ethnicity. And then for her to make that comment like, oh, I forgot you had all that ass, whatever, whatever, with all that vim, it just kind of like confirmed to me that, okay, girl, there's a lot that you're feeling and I know you want to express it, but I feel like your therapist needs to hear it, not me. Do you get what I'm saying? So in that moment, I was feeling like I was just praying. So I was like, God protect me from this evil eye. Because, yeah, this ass is a blessing. I'm proud of it. I'm happy about it. It took me a long time to even get to the point where I accepted it. So to now be hated for it, again, as a Leo, you could throw anything at me. You can throw me love, hate. At the end of the day, it's attention, and we fucking love attention. (laughs) It is what it is, baby. But, yeah, at the same time, I was just praying for her and for me. Because I was like, yeah, it's not that deep. I um a little off topic like related but a little off I actually remember and I don't know if you do but like I remember us actually having this conversation before we even discussed having you on the show about like Somalian and Ethiopian women do have a very different features as like other like West African women would have of like you know like slimmer nose like fuller like cheeks and lips like some features you might find in Eurocentric beauty standards. And we did have this conversation about when like other African men go for us or for you, I should say, and they get jealous and they feel some type of way. And it's like, it's so disappointing when the struggle of oppression is all relatable we all go through it we're all women of color we're all people of color why are like why are we hating on each other for something we can't change Mm -hmm. isn't that the like colonizer's job to do right like you know what i mean yeah um i think it's large it, it comes back to colonization as you said so the same way that colonization 
largely conditioned African men to not appreciate the beauty of their own women. These women have now internalized these so-called Eurocentric beauty standards and they almost start to hate themselves. And it's really sad because me as a black woman, I never saw myself as different or different looking. I grew up in a very, very white environment, had dark skin growing up, big lips, curly hair. So I was treated as the black woman that I am. Mm -hmm. So to now hear from other black women, like, you know, you get better treatment because of how you look like, no. And honestly, I feel like all African women are beautiful. Like I am very attracted to West African women. So y'all just need to know, like there's no competition here. And at the end of the day, like as a Somali woman, as an Ethiopian woman, when I see our men date, you know, Arab women, white women, whatever foreign women it doesn't serve me to now get jealous it's just mm -hmm. like you know mm -hmm. if that's what they're attracted to that's what they're attracted to and i'm gonna find the person that's right for me so find a man that actually appreciates your beauty instead of hating other women you know for receiving the attention that you feel mm -hmm. you're not getting because at the end of the day it's a mindset mm. no it really is and like i want to like say thank you for like sharing that um because like for me like growing up I did see my body as different and I felt like I never learned to appreciate it until like media made my body popular, yeah. made my body type popular. And we don't talk about this. We talk about a lot about how like women are so highly influenced by what a beauty standard is, but so are men. Right. Like when guys are on social media um, and they see what women want to look like, they think that is what the type of girl they should go for. And so I did, you know, there was a time where like, that was the only compliment a guy would was able to give me. He was like, you're so thick, I want you, yeah. right? And I was like, oh, damn. But now it's not, like I was saying before, it's not, it doesn't feel like a compliment anymore. And so, and, you know, I've talked about it on the show um, before, but I used to compete as a bodybuilder right. and not to say it was healthy by any means. I'm a five, seven girl. And I, my lowest weight when I was on the stage was 122. That's not healthy. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But you really did train hard and you pushed yourself to see what your body was capable of. Thank you. Thank you. And that's why I did it. But the thing is, is that now I very, very much do not weigh anything near that and I feel actually like when I'm, I'm when I'm talking to people when I'm talking to guys or I'm going on dates or like even in like friend situations like I feel embarrassed to bring it up I feel like I don't have the right to even like say that um and I sometimes don't and I mean if somebody asks I like I still have the photos on my Instagram so if they ask I will tell them about it um, but one thing that has been happening to me recently is like, I have the tendency and actually not even recently, like I always have the tendency of like, once I do like you, or once I do have some trust in you, I will open up about my vulnerabilities. And I like, um, I was once seeing this guy where I did bring up my vulnerabilities okay. and I was like, oh, like, I feel like I'm a little bit bigger. Right. And he said to me, he was like, I still love you, though. That's what he had to say. That's what this man had to say. Congratulations. 
you fucked up. <laughs> like, I was like, hold on, wait, you agree? Like, I literally was like, wait, because for me, like, I know who I am. Right. I know I'm a badass bitch. Right. I know I'm hot. I know I have it going on. Right. right? I may not have the best body, but I feel good. Right. But there's days where I don't feel good. And like, for me, like, when you're in a partnership or any type of relationship or you're seeing someone or you're dating someone, whatever the case may be, I want to feel comfortable that I can like maybe just like vent and you'd be like, okay, like I'm here for you. I'll listen to you. Yeah, like show up for you. And that's it. And, and that's why like I love coming home sometimes just to talk to you because you like listen to me and then you just like you remind me, hey, hey, you're you're the shit. You're what, a what? fucking baddie. <laughs> like, fucking baddie. And we don't always feel like that every day. So just pretty have a Leo in your corner to remind you. If you don't have a Leo in your friend group, get yourself a fucking Leo. Period. Cheers. <laughs> um, but no, and, and that's sometimes where like I'm like, are men like stupid or what? Because like I will say I like I did and I said that and he was just full on like he agreed that I was bigger and was like, but I still like you. I don't, I don't think men are stupid. I think it's not right to infantilize men because that just kind of removes some of all accountability. Um, I think men are actually like very manipulative and if he kind of affirms that, yeah, you are flawed, you do have this issue of being quote unquote bigger, but I still love you though. It kind of like makes you emotionally codependent. Like, you know, he reassures you because he still loves you, but at the same time, you know, he's reminding you that, yeah, you do have this flaw. So in my mind, I see that as manipulation. I like had a conversation once, even with a gay guy that's in my class for massage therapy. So no romantic, like no connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And he also made a comment. So that's where I'm like, like, what? So like, okay, for context, I said, I actually don't know if I told you about this, Mm -hmm. but we'll talk about it now since we're on the show. I, um, so I'm in school for massage therapy and I was working with this male student and when you're like working with another student, you sometimes talk about schoolwork, but then you end up talking about your personal lives because you're literally on a massage table for hours and hours on end. You're going to talk about your personal life. It happens. happens. Right. And so I mentioned to him, I was like, oh, like, I wish I could run faster. I want to work on being able to run faster for the military. And he says, oh, well, even if you just lose like five ta- five or 10 pounds, like that will help you. Um, what was his point in saying that? Like, I'm not really, because how does losing weight help you run faster? You're already in the military. Like, what, what was his purpose in saying that? And do you think know. it was malicious? Or- I don't think it was malicious. I think he was like thinking about it in like a very logical sense, like maybe like aerodynamics or something, but like, okay. But, like, it's but still kind of, like, yeah. why are you telling me I need to lose weight? Like, and it's, like, there's days, once again, there's days where I don't think I need to. But there's days where I do feel like it. And it's, like, it kind of fucks with me when someone else sees me in the same way I see myself when I'm at my lowest. It's, like, what's, like, <laughs> this is not a friendship. Right. This is not a partnership. Right? Have you had a guy ever do that to you um to be honest 
So here's where the confidence comes in. It's like, you know, I want to be able to express my feelings too, like talk about my flaws, my insecurities very openly. But I feel like once you start kind of like agreeing with me as opposed to just being supportive, then it goes downhill. So I've had instances where like, you know, guys would point out things about like my body, like my stomach. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, well, if you like this ass, the stomach comes with it. It's a combo deal. You know what you signed up for. But at the same time, like, I feel like it's just, it's just difficult being a thick woman because the thick woman we see reflected in social media, they don't look like me, for example, like, cause I'm a thick woman, but I have the whole body, right? It's not just the ass that came on the operating table. It's the body that God gave me. So I feel like men have been largely conditioned to viewing, you know, thick women and appreciating that as long as it comes with, you know, no stomach, um, slim legs, et cetera, et cetera. And it just makes things a lot more complicated for us. Yeah, no, that's true. I like, I never really know like how to react. And like I said, I just wish I had your confidence. I like, I had also another situation where like, Man, he's probably gonna listen to this episode. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, like he knows I'm talking about him. It's fine. Hi. Um, (laughs) But I like I had the conversation with him too, and like, um, you know, like we're still getting to know each other. Things are really great, and he's a really fucking great guy. But he was like, you know what you gotta do to fix it, and I was like. What? I was like, yeah, I know I what do. A, honestly, that's such a fucking out-of-pocket statement. But at the same time, that's what I'm saying. Like, men are not dumb. They're not dumb. I feel like there was intention behind him saying that. I mean, like, I'm he's a Capricorn, so I'm assuming it came from a place of, like, logic. But, like, he made up for it. He made up for it because he picked me right up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have to do. Also, here, give me this wine. Good job. Janelle saw me struggling to open this wine bottle and she just saved me, saved my day. There you go. Thank you. But yeah, like honestly, it's frustrating. I have a thing where like I'm very comfortable in my body because I see my flaws as you know things that make me unique but not everybody sees that and when i'm dating somebody who's just like you know you could have lost the stomach you know you could tone up a little bit more it's just like it just shows that like you know you have to be the first person to be in love with yourself because nobody's gonna love you if you don't love your own body Mm -hmm. um i had a situation where i was dating a guy and you know i was just kind of in a joking way, because I have nice straight teeth now. Shout out to my orthodontist. But it wasn't always like that. I actually used to wear braces for about two years. So I just had that conversation with him. We were talking about it. And he was like, he made the comment, oh, well, well, it's good that you got those braces because if you didn't, you wouldn't be sitting here. Mm, You're fucking joking. And he dead ass said that. He said it like that. Like, I'm not like paraphrasing it or making it sound worse than it is. That is how he said it. But this just goes to show you like the audacity of men because this man now also had braces in the past, right? Are you serious? So I just flipped it back on him. I was like, 
yeah, and if you didn't get those braces, you also would not be sitting next to me. So like, this man literally was like, you, if you, you thought you ate what? Give me that fucking. Plate. He said what? And he had braces too. Yeah, he thought he ate, but he didn't. It is what it is. Not a grain was eaten. <laughs> plate still full. Plate is still full. Glass is not empty, but yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. That's so fucked up. But you know what? Like, I think, I don't know where this issue comes from. I don't know if it's like not understanding your partner's needs or not understanding their love languages or maybe you're just rude. I don't know what it is. And this same guy, like, we had a conversation because I was telling him, because I used to be very skinny. Like, I had an ass, but like, generally, I'm a slim woman. Right, so I wanted to kind of bulk up so I could kind of do body recomposition and gain more muscle. But to do that, you need to increase your calorie intake. So I was telling him about how, like, I wanted to just basically, like, increase my weight and reach, you know, my target weight or whatever. And then this man was like, okay, yeah, but be careful because I know you want to grow that ass. But if that stomach grows too, then I'm not going to like it. Yeah, and I was just kind of like... This bitch. <laughs> this My jaw is on the floor. Yeah. It's just, it just goes to show, like, people will actually just appreciate you for what you look like. Because, for example, I, I also had a conversation with this guy, and I was like, you know, like, I have an ass, but if I didn't have this ass, would you still like me? And this man actually took the time to sit there and think about it. No. Dead ass. Yeah. No and way. Was like... Yeah, I'd still like you because, like, your face is pretty, but the ass is, like, a big part of it. And I was like, oh. I, like, I'm thankful that I have ass, face, and boobs. But honestly, like, you know what? They're just not worth your time then. At that point, they're not. It's good to have a man like attracted to you, whatever, in the initial stages of dating. But once you get further into the relationship, you have to know that the person actually likes you for who you are. Because at the end of the day, people can now purchase ass and titties. Like it's on the market for sale. So am I replaceable? Like, is that what it is? Am I just, you know, like any item on the market? Or do I have value beyond, you know, what I look like? So exactly no exactly yeah that's such a great point to bring up and but to be fair if he asked me would you like me if my dick was small the answer would be no Ah! that's like another podcast episode (laughs) the answer is what can you do with it though see we're different in that sense we're very different yeah and we look at other aspects too like i feel like women approach men with a more like rounded perspective whereas men are straight up just like is she hot though which is true primal way of you know finding a mate but i mean in this day and age nothing really shocks me anymore i know yeah like i i don't want to be replaceable so like you remove the ass, the boobs, the face, whatever, whatever you think, whatever you're attracted to. Like, do you like me for me? Like, are you taking the time to get to know me? Because maybe you do make that offhand comment where it comes off wrong. But 
like are you worth the time for me to explain to you why I felt the way I felt after that comment maybe not right until I feel that you 100% like me for me so like you know and, and bodies change times change right. look at COVID you know I think my body like got skinny then fat then skinny then like you know when it, my body changed so much during COVID what if we go through a whole nother pandemic are you just gonna dump me like you know what I mean I I think like yeah I think it at the end of the day like as much as <laughs> It has hurt so much when I brought up my insecurities to someone and they like agreed with it. I think you just got to be able to communicate and be like, look, like I didn't say this for you to agree. I said this to you because I just need someone to listen. Yeah. And men don't get that because they really and truly believe that their opinion is like demanded everywhere. So instead of actually just being that listening ear, that shoulder to vent on, they just feel like they have to say something and nine out of ten times, that's something could have just stayed. It could have just stayed. Yep. Yep. But they felt the need to say something, and it turns out that it was just something very audacious. So. Yeah. So, um, advice to all the men out there and women, mostly men. Advice to all the men out there. Bottom line: If your girl feels comfortable enough to tell you about insecurity take that as a compliment she likes you enough to tell you but your job is just to fucking listen yeah you don't need to say anything right your job is just to listen just to listen and like reaffirm that you know she's beautiful and that you know she shouldn't like kind of put herself up against unrealistic standards we have photoshop now face app all these different <gasps> girl we were talking about that the other day yeah and like i'm not gonna lie i downloaded that shit because i i never used to really edit my pictures because it was like time and energy but like when i saw what the, that app could do I could see how it could really hurt a girl's self-esteem like in the long term because it's like she's putting herself up against something that's artificial right so and then that's what men see and what they click on and what they like on instagram what they share on tiktok whatever so it's just it's a very difficult world to live in but it, what comes down to you are living in the only body that you will ever get so you might as well learn to fucking love your body and honestly we are being put up against standards that like they're made up. They're completely fictional. Completely. And it's it's capitalism, it's consumerism, and it's designed to keep us unhappy with ourselves so that somebody else can profit. Um, I recommend just loving yourself and saving your coin. Exactly. No, exactly. Like you you I couldn't say it any better. You pinpointed exactly what it is it is consumerism it is capitalism and um guys have no idea how much of our paycheck goes to trying to match that standards even on a subconscious level um even if we're not consciously aware of it like we could be the most confident person but like what gave us that confidence in the first place you know what i mean so um but yeah i mean like really um another thing is when you do tell her she's beautiful don't say but you're still beautiful 
Be like, careful of how you say it. Be careful. It, yeah. yeah. Be conscious. Like if that's your person, if that's your woman, then take the time to learn how to actually communicate with her in a way that's going to make her feel good and not make her feel more insecure. It's not that complicated. Exactly. I've like I've had that happen before when someone um, where I'm like, oh, I don't like how I'm so thick, and they're like but you're still beautiful. I'm like, I never said I was ugly. Yeah, like, did I fucking <laughs> stutter? <laughs> I said what I said. I didn't mention anything else. You don't tell, need to tell me I'm beautiful. I already know I am. Like, are you trying to tell me I'm not? <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm really happy that like finally I've like had the opportunity to discuss this with you I've never had anyone that's understood remotely what it's like to date as a thick African beautiful woman but also in interracial relationships as well right um as like even if it's not um, like I know like you have a lot of your partners are also like people of color but they're still of different backgrounds and the beauty standards still different mm-hmm. right so like even in those experiences like you're still going to come across the whole what you mentioned about East African compared to West African right, right, right. so like thank you thank you for listening to me thank, thank you for inviting me honestly it's been so fun talking about this topic and I definitely think it's a conversation worth continuing like it doesn't end here we could still keep talking about it as trends change as things change as we experience we continue to experience dating in toronto the ghetto the ghetto this city is the, the ghetto I mean, sorry for anyone who feels called out in this episode. If the shoe fits, Ah! wear that bitch. (laughs) And remember, you can have your cake and you can eat it too. too.